0: We are back with the 108th edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm super excited for this one. We have Jared Vendera, who just won on the Contender Series, earning a UFC contract. So I'm really, really excited to have him on. Um, without further ado, here he is. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yourself? Not too bad. How, uh, how have you been doing with the, the quarantine and, and the pandemic and, and everything? Obviously, uh, things went your way this past week, but overall, how have you been doing? Uh, busy.
1: Uh, So the first couple of months, once the quarantine hit, I stayed home, put on a lot of weight, like everyone else did. But half the reason why was I knew once the quarantine was over, I was going to be really busy. I was opening up a new business. I actually took on another business. So I was like, shit, I'm going to be busy. So for the first couple of months, uh, I, I didn't do a lot. And then my girlfriend and my business partner she was like hey you need to start working on the gym so we started working on it boom 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 and by mid-june they're like hey you could open up so we opened up business and we haven't closed since even though we're technically closed uh but yeah no we've been open uh i've been training and doing everything since so not a lot's changed for me
0: how was your how was your training overall throughout the whole thing? I mean, a lot of people you'd heard that they were doing cardio rather than getting proper sparring in, but but for you, how was that? It was good. It, uh, for the most part, it was pretty solid.
1: It's just it was a really prolonged camp, and then the last minute change opponent. I felt like really mentally screwed me out for my fight. But, I mean, training-wise, I ha- I have my partner, Sam, who's constantly in the gym, at least. He's in the gym. He's a body for me, and I'm a body for him. I was helping him get ready for his fights. So he helped me get ready for this fight. Uh, Jamal. So we've had people constantly busy. So it hasn't really affected me too much. My day-to-day life, pretty much the same as last year. It's just, you know, I did take a couple months off because I knew I was going to be really busy. I was gonna hit the ground running type of thing. So I just needed to take that mental break and I'm back at it again. I mean hell I've already got a fight scheduled for December 12th.
0: I do want to touch a little bit about that opponent change. I mean you were originally supposed to fight Coda and then I think it was on four days notice was it that Harry stepped yep. in. Um so how how does that how does that affect you mentally? I mean it's it's arguably the biggest fight of your career. Uh, You have some big titles, but you know, the contender series really is that platform to the UFC. And on four days' notice, they tell you, Oh, opponent change. How does that affect you mentally? For me, I actually was, it was kind of a weird sense of relief because I was like,
1: Because I've been literally like thinking about this guy for 18 fucking weeks. So for me to like not have to worry about what he may or may not be doing, I was like,
0: Alright, let's let's switch this shit up.
1: Let's do it. Uh the only downside was I was kind of prepping for a chess match on the feet for the first fight. Like I expected Austria to hit big and hit hard, but not like bull rush me like I was in that uh, my fight with uh Harry. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Harry. Yeah. Uh, um so I was like it kind of threw me off, but at the same time, I mean, I had I quickly once I felt that clinch, I was like, "Oh, this is where I need to take him down and beat him up." So yeah, so I took him down, and beat him up there. So
0: how do you how do you assess your performance overall? I mean, it was a it was a quick finish; you got it done. Um, but you know, overall, are you pleased with the way you performed?
1: No, no, I'm going to be first, like my striking is far better than what I displayed, and anyone kind of giving me shit for it online rightfully so i've i've watched it several times and there was some all right moments i, I could be very honest with myself all right moments uh allowed uh harry oh my god uh harry to hit me a few times uh too many i like i wasn't like i just did all the wrong things that i wasn't supposed to um now but i mean again i was also expecting to play chess match with Oscar and not play check. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I mean, I easily adapted, though. And, yeah, like I got the first round of TKO. And, yeah, I got I got it.
0: Were you uh, – I mean, it was a great night of fights. I mean, four four finishes, um, some spectacular head kicks. When you were sitting back watching the other fights, were you a little nervous knowing that how well they were doing or were you confident in your performance that you would have gotten a contract?
1: uh no I was, a little, I was a little nervous uh i mean teep kick after teep kick to the face I mean, that, that, that is hard like like that's some hard shit to do and i mean i didn't get like the spectacular like like because i'm not one of those like i'm a big dude but i'm not that oh i'm gonna i don't have that francis nagana power where i just rush and just touch you and you die i actually have to put in some work Where, or like Greg Hardy, who, who's athletic and he just has a big arm that he hits you with and a lot of people fall, fall to that. I don't, I don't have those tools, but what is it? So I was like, uh, I I don't know if they're going to call me, but I'm like, I, I got my first round finish. Um, and yeah, I was like, maybe just maybe I could get this contract and you know, Sure enough, they're like, yeah, come join us. are like, all right, fucking yeah. <laughs> Helps that I'm a heavyweight. Let's be real here. Like, maybe if I was, like, 135 or something like that, that'd be a no-go. But, no, because I'm a heavyweight, I think they're like, yeah, we need some bigger dude." I'm, I know I'm still on the young side of the division. Still, weirdly enough. A lot of them are already in their mid to late 30s.
0: How do you assess the division overall? I mean, I find right now the heavyweight division is uh, as shallow as it's ever been in the UFC. I mean, that, the heavyweight division, when you go back 10 years, was crazy. I mean, they had everybody from Randy Couture to, to Mark Coleman. How do, you, how do you assess it right now? And do you think that uh, that makes things easier for you to get up into the top 15 and make a name for yourself? I think getting to the
1: top 15 is easy. Now, with that being said, the top 15, anyone – anyone in the heavyweight division could beat, I think, anyone. But in the top 15, it's even more of a hair-thin line. The only person that could really like, I I really could see everyone capable of beating anyone on any other night. I I see easily Blades, you know, becoming a champ. Uh, Francis soon. uh, I would always like to see Overeem before he retires to become a champ. Uh, like you got enough guys in there that could easily in the top 10 top 15 beat anyone. And then you got like someone like a and for who aren't going to most likely knock you out, but they have the capabilities of choking you out. They, there's their, their presence is still felt just in a different way. So I think our heavyweight division, especially in the top 15, and I could even say in like top twenty, there are some monsters out there that, you know, we're not looking too much in. Like like this weekend, Olausi's fighting Tanner uh, Bozner. Yeah, I, I like Tanner. I, I like I don't know. I have a I have a good feeling about him. I think I'm gonna run run into him eventually. I don't mind. I, I I have nothing bad to say about the guy. I he seemed like a cool dude. I just don't know how he weighed like two thirty five because I felt like we were the same size. I was like, hey. You look like you're
0: 270, weight in. I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so after your fight, I mean, you already had names on the top of your mouth. Like you were already ready to go, ready to fire them up. One of those names was Sergey Spivak, and that is the guy you were fighting December 12th. What was it about him that uh, that intrigued you, and why do you think you're a good matchup for him?
1: Uh, well, it's just, again, like I said, he kind of ran from – I want not say he ran from me on the regional circuit. He might have – I don't know. I assume his coaches did. I think his coaches or his manager was like, "Hey, let's try to get you in the UFC first. Once you get in the UFC, fight." But I think they were kind of handpicking his fights. I don't know. They, these are all assumptions. I'm not talking anything about his character. I haven't met the guy yet. Uh, but so with that being said, you know, I like he. I was scheduled to fight him. He backed out for whatever reason, and I want that fight. I don't know. He seems like a fun fight. Like I like like stand up wise, I think I have him beat. Now on the ground, I, by like by like I think skill, I would want to save me because that's just who I am. But like, he's not a. It's not going to be easy walk in the park. With Sergey, I think he's a black belt in judo. And I'm very confident of going against judo fighters because one of my training partners for, like, years was uh, Terry Sokaju. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who happens to be a black belt in judo. And, yeah. And, I mean, I also come from a gym that's kind of famous for its Greco-Roman uh, wrestler, uh, Dan Anderson, So, I'm kind of used to being around that type of environment of being thrown, so... So I definitely think I could match very well against that style. But, I mean, uh, to act like it's going to be an easy fight would be a fool's errand on my end. So I'm taking this fight. Um, My goal is to look better than I did in my contender series fight, be on point, and, you know, try to win my first UFC fight.
0: You talked about Dan Henderson's. How, how significant and how, how big of a role did that gym play into your success so far?
1: Um, it, it played, I would say, a, de- a decently large part. Uh, it's just, you know, we don't have as many big guys as it, it used to be. It used to be, like, just 185 and up, just monsters after monsters. But now it's just me, uh, Sam, uh, Dominic Reyes, and Jamal Pokes. That's four, four, one heavyweight, three light heavyweights, and that's bullshit because I'm all alone. But you know, we we got, I got the, I mean, like I said, I got Dominic Reyes. He, he, he kind of, he kind of famous. He kind of known for, yeah. damn, you know, he's also in the UFC. And then, uh, I actually think out of all three of those guys, all oh, Pokes, he's like he's like 24. Biggest help in my camp, the hardest worker. Uh, the dude's gonna be on the he's gonna be in the UFC sooner than later, and he's gonna put a lot of people on notice. Um, I mean, I know his style isn't the most flashy, bang stuff, but he his boxing's crisp and stupid, and his wrestling, it, his wrestling's got the best of me twice. We used to fight on the amateur circuit. So his wrestling has always been top notch. So I can't wait to see them all come in and fucking kill the light heavyweight division.
0: Do you think the key to uh, to fighter success in the future is a smaller gym? I mean, you're seeing it from so many other gyms right now that the smaller the gym, the more tight knit they are, the better the fighters end up being. Do you, do you feel that uh, as well? I think there's always a plus and minuses to both. Uh, like I'm like my my
1: my coach Zach isn't. I like a technically a head coach at Dan's. I chose Zach because I like how his mind thinks. I like how he teaches me striking. Is that a discredit to any of the other coaches there? No. It's just I found who's going to benefit me the most. And I'm and he's helped me rise. I'm not saying anything negative towards the other coaches. It's just I found what works for me. And because me and him have that connection, it It seems like we have a smaller affair of interactions versus him having, like, 20, 30 guys that he has to watch out for. He deals with just me and a few of the smaller amateurs, and that's his focus. It's me and a few amateurs. It's not a big deal, whereas you get, like, these, like, really famous coaches that have, like, five guys that, like, are, like, 25 guys, and there's just strong, like just spread so thin that they can't really do too much. So, I mean, I just happen to have someone I really like, I like his knowledge, be able to coach me at a bigger gym. Now I am him. My coach also knows that I'm not afraid to ask people questions. I will go up to him like, Hey, uh, in class today, what did you see me do wrong? Or, Hey, can we go over this again? Like, that's like, I'm not afraid to ask questions because, I know I'm only limited to my coach's knowledge,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. so I try to broaden my knowledge by asking other coaches.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I think think you brought up a good point that different coaches mesh better with certain people who you might find benefits. You may not benefit someone like Francis or Dominic or so on and so forth. (laughs) I have a, a couple of personal questions. I, I, I was reading a piece on you today, a humanizing uh, article that kind of talked about some of your favorite things. The one thing that stood out to me is your favorite animal is a lemur. That is also my favorite animal. So what is it about a lemur that you like so much?
1: I don't know. It's just like maybe like their stature, but they're like so powerful. Like like I like a sea fucker. Like there was it jumping range is like 30 feet from stationary. I'm like that that had that some hops. Alright, just, and, but they have that much muscle to hop about 30 feet, but they're, like, the laziest animal on the planet. I'm like, goals. Goals. Uh, it's just, they're, 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 I don't know, they're also, I, I'm a big, like, I like the primate family, and I just, because they're, they're, like, the lowest of the primate family, but it's just one of those weird species where they have just enough diversity that it kind of makes them Mesmerizing too. And I think my first attraction, and I think most people would be a ring tailed lemur. Yep. And yeah, so I just, you know, I like when I was in South Africa, I legitly was looking at one of my coaches like Madagascar is only a two hour flight. (laughs) It close and I could touch a lemur. I I looked at like I kinda like really thought about buying a ticket. Then I saw a giant sign saying Hey, warning. Madagascar has been affected by the plague. I'm like, I like lemurs, but I definitely don't want the plague. <laughs> so that ended that, that thought real quick. But yeah, it's just, I just don't know. It's just an animal that came to enjoy.
0: You talked about South Africa. Another place, a dream destination of yours, is Japan. Is that somewhere you'd want to go for fighting or more personal reasons? I can think about all the reasons why someone would want to compete there, whether it's Saitama Arena, all the history with pride. Is that a place you want to compete or is that a place you'd rather go and visit?
1: I, oh okay, yeah, so, uh, yeah, both. Uh, one, I uh, kind of cliche, I'm a giant anime nerd, so. Yeah, I would love to just visit Japan. Uh, but one, like, Japan has a lot to offer outside of the anime realm. Their history, the Shinto religion itself is actually one of the one of my favorite, like, uh, mythos uh, to like look in. It's close to, like the only one I feel like. I can kind of relate to. Reminds me a lot of the North mythology for some reason. But it's just I like I like that. So I would always love to go visit temples. The history is just so rich. Then yes, when it comes to fighting, the fighting history is just one of the deepest parts of like MMA history. So I would love to fight inside Conor. That would be cool for myself. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, cool. I'm not gonna be upset. And then, like I said, I'm a giant anime nerd, so I'm gonna like visit like some manga cafes, uh, and do all that. Uh, and then they have the Unicorn Gundam uh, statue now. So I want to go see that. And then I believe they have a, a real operating Gundam that moves. And I'm a giant Gundam fan. I have multiple Gundam kits. So, yeah, that I would just lose my mind.
0: I want to talk about the con- the Contender Series fight, all the titles you won, every fight you've had. There's been so many great moments. Is there one that stands out more than the other? Is the contender series like the biggest one to date, or was it winning a world title? Uh in Africa. What what was the biggest moment of your career? Ah, that one's tough
1: because I mean I don't I like I try not to take this for granted. So I do appreciate a lot of the moments. Um like I, I'm there there's a lot. Like I think like, one of the biggest ones for me was just, like, the, uh, the opportunity to go pro. They're like, hey, I know this is quick, but, hey, we have a last-minute heavyweight that's o and 0 He wants to fight professionally, and do you want to take it? And I was like, am I ready? I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling good. And, like, that opportunity came knocking, and it's just it's one of those moments that feels kind of like now very surreal. Like, I was just like, did that really happen to me? Is this actually happening? And sure enough, it did. It happened, and I don't regret it. Like, I'm, like, this moment right now feels very surreal. I'm in the UFC, and it feels kind of surreal. I'm just like, all right, well, this is actually happening to me. I'm like, I guess it is. All right, well, cool. Like, let me appreciate
0: it. Hopefully your do- debut goes as as well as that uh, debut pro fight because it ended in twenty nine seconds.
1: Yeah. Well, granted, no no offense, like no offense to my first opponent. If Sergey can't last twenty nine seconds, no, I I'd, I'd be surprised. All right. <laughs> I'd be I'd honestly be surprised. Like I found out the dude was a professional boxer, so I really worked on my hands in that fight. And but. He only relied on his boxing. So I pushed him against the fence, and I was like, elbow, bah! And he fell to the ground, and I choked him. I'm like, oh, this was an easy night out. My face hurt, though. Holy shit. (laughs) I was like, I, I, I don't know how many times I was hit. I just knew my face hurt. I was like, what the fuck? My jaw. Yeah, it was, uh, like I just remember it was so fast. I'm like, how many times did I get hit? My face hurts. What the fuck?
0: I want to ask one last question, and then I'll let you go. There's a big fight coming up for the. We're going to go complete opposite sides. We're going from heavyweight division down to flyweight. There's a big title fight coming up. Alex Perez challenging uh, Davison Figueroa. Do you have a prediction for that fight?
1: Uh, Alex Perez by UD or submission.
0: Oh. Do you do you have a how's he gonna win it? Is it is it just gonna be a dominant? Is it gonna be a close fight? And what is it about his uh, game plan or his his fighting style that you think is gonna beat Davison?
1: Uh, I really I, I just know him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I used to do uh, conditioning with him out um, out in Huntington uh, with Corey Belici and stuff like that. So I met Alex Chito and all that. So. I just, I got to put my support on Alex, you know. Uh, and I believe, I, from what I've gathered from talking to Chito and Alex, they wrestle a lot and they do uh, have high levels of jujitsu jitsu there. So that's my assumption. Uh, but, I mean, I believe that Alex has been a wrecking ball in the flyweight division. So I, I just, I you know, I hope the best for Alex. But granted, I'm not going to lie, I Barely watch anyone under light like,
0: division. All right, last question, man. Is there anybody you want to plug? Any sponsors you want to thank? And uh, what can people expect from you on December twelfth? Uh, a
1: better performance than my contender series performance. Uh, sponsors not just yet. I'm kind of like a little hazy on that, so I'm sorry to tell any or all of them that I may or may not have. Uh, But yeah, expect a better performance. Uh, It's going to be a great fight. Uh, Expect the best, Sergey. Expect the best, me. Uh, Way better than what I had planned for the Contender Series. And yeah, uh, and if you want to follow me or talk to me, social media is Jared Vandera on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. So yeah.
0: All right, man. Thank you very much for the time. You had a hell of a performance. You got it done early, and hopefully, we can uh, hopefully we can see more of the same uh, come December. Yeah, uh,
1: that's the plan. Thank you. All
0: right. All right, man. All the best. Stay safe.
1: You too. All
0: right, there we have it. Jared Vendera, huge fan of his. He had a hell of a performance uh, on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, Wednesday because it was uh, election day was Tuesday, so he had a he had a hell of a performance on Wednesday, and expect more things from him. Um, huge fan of his. Um, All the best guys. Stay safe. Make sure you guys donate if you haven't to um, Movember. Remember I'm raising money for prostate cancer. And uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you like, comment and subscribe and we'll see you guys later.